This Fab FM podcast is proudly brought to you by Bendigo Bank, Port Douglas and Mossman. Offering a full range of competitive banking products and technology you'd expect from a big bank with the personal service and care you'd expect from us. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Michael, uh, the meeting today, April 27th, a request for minor change to prawn farm development. What was that about? Well, as we want, he's growing his business and, you know, he's preparing for future, you know, expansion. And that's what that was about, turning that road into a a proper driveway for him, sealing it off and uh, making it a more accessible place, way to get into his business. So that's what that one was about. Okay, the second one on the agenda was an interesting one and it got quite a bit of discussion. And that was change of use for a function centre to be using, uh, well, playing music and what have you. Now, they put forward that it would uh, only be five decibels. Now, this is down on Tresize Road at Mowbray. Is that the uh, Port Lakeside retreat there? It is. It's the large, big, white buildings. And you've got to remember that five decibels is a five decibel increase from the distance, not from the venue itself. So by the, wherever they have their entertainment, which, you know, there are conditions in the report that say what they're allowed to have. So by the time that noise travels to the boundary where sensitive areas are, it can't be more than five decibels louder than what is already there. So that's what the way that works. So it's a good outcome because we're desperate for wedding venues. We've certainly been looking for them. It is a beautiful spot you know people will see it of course in dive club they used it a lot for the mayor's house um, in the dive club movies which they'll get people get to see it and it all its glory in that um, it's a beautiful wedding venue and i think it, you know it's certainly going to be a, a great asset to the shire adding it to our wedding venue list uh, talking of dive club you have seen uh, some episodes of dive club uh, tell us what that's like i certainly have i saw i was lucky enough to go down to the gold coast and saw the first three episodes at their red carpet and i tell you it is amazing. It, the Shire shines. It really does. There's, it's hard because it's really good. You've got to concentrate on looking in the background to see the extras, which are all the locals and the different scenes, because you, you're so engrossed in the actual show itself because it's a great storyline. But areas like um, even Mossman with the uh, skate park, they're filmed there at night time and it just looks stunning. It looks like somewhere out of a Los Angeles scene with the way it's been lit. So really exciting. Um, can't wait for it to come to air. Channel 10 in September. I believe is the date they're set um, it's going to be fantastic for this region because it's also going to be Netflix 160 or 169 countries around the world will see it on Netflix and it showcases this region absolutely beautifully we move on then to a variation of liquor license for Turtle Rock Cafe at Cape Tribulation now you had a lone protester here in council today a silent protest for something that's going to be mighty loud. Um, we'll we'll hear from that lady in a moment um, in reaction to what you did in council. But tell us about that and what council decided today about that. Well, as I said, my concern, which I said at the meeting, was that we can guide liquor licensing to put conditions on it, but there's no guarantee. Yeah, and personally, I know I certainly have lived in quiet areas like that, and noise does travel quite dramatically in the, the bush areas. You know, there is no policing structure so that if there's noise complaints, police can be there in 10 minutes and sort it out over the river. You know, so we have to look forward to what the people are saying up there. And personally, I didn't feel it was the right thing to have loud amplified music, you know, 
you know, at night time up there. And I don't want the residents that are up there being put out if this happens to be abused. We don't want to set a precedent. There's four or five other liquor licensed areas up there as well. If they all start doing the same thing, um, it could be quite detrimental to the region. And although liquor licence, they have the final say, you guys didn't get the thumbs up. Absolutely. It's a liquor licensing decision. They're the ones that look at the facts. They look at the acoustic report that was sent with the application and they'll make a decision and you know they'll be the ones that um, get told off by the locals if that's the case and they approve it. Yeah, but you guys didn't support it. No, we don't. And the lady who had that loan protest is Merrin Blocky. And Merrin had this to say after the council supported what she was saying. Um, look, I'm happy that council is not supporting this in a conservation zone. Cape Tribulation is a small, steep valley where music travels, any noise travels, and the ambient noise is very different to the middle of Port Douglas. Um, so I'm very happy that council objected to that and amended the motion and so and basically said they don't want that in the area because it will affect the amenity of Cape Tribulation. We move on now to permit for marine rescue services in Wharf Street, Port Douglas, uh, Queensland Fire and Emergency Services. This has a bit of a story connected to it. Many people remember you know, a few years ago now there was a fallout with the members in the Coast Guard and they wanted to split from the Coast Guard and form their own group which is one of the other rescue groups and so that building being ours, the lease was falling up. They weren't formed at the time and there was still you know, twos and fro about who owned what and who was signing for what so council put the lease for the building they were using into the CUFUS and so we've just kept it there at the moment until all this is sorted and once it's all signed off and they're operating under their new brand name completely then of course we'll renegotiate a lease with them. Application for permanent road closure adjoining lot 204 Captain Cook Highway at Killala? Yeah that's the one that we actually uh, withdrew because it was a duplicate of the 5.1, the prawn farm one. So it was, it was put through twice from different departments and so there's no need to do the second one. Okay, now infrastructure, we, you had a fair bit of housekeeping going on here, but infrastructure, revised list of projects. How's the infrastructure going? It's getting, we've put a lot of work on this year. You know, people remember it was one of the biggest capital works budgets in Douglas's history. And of course, with the COVID funding rounds that we've had from the state and federal, there's been a lot more added to it. So there's a lot of work getting done. And yeah, the staff are really pressed to be able to get it all done and completed in the time frame, especially with the grant funding ones. They have to be done in certain time periods. So they take priority over the ones that we're just funding ourselves. But they're getting through the list, which is great to see. And, you know, people will certainly know there's lots of work going on. Capital Works project, more uh, the housekeeping there, uh, water and wastewater, revenue, financial reports, operational reports and what have you. And then you had a petition uh, introduced by Peter McKeown. That's correct. Yeah, Peter brought forward a petition. Uh, the petition is uh, for changes to be made to the entry and exit of Atherton Street onto the Mossman Port Douglas Road. It is a very dangerous corner and all the... Um, all the residents in Atherton Street have signed it, except for one lady who didn't have a pen. And um, uh, just to put a, a barrier up there, or for council to have a look at a way to make it a much more safer, um, instead of going out, maybe just entering from one way and then closing it off. So you voted, the council said, right, we accepted the petition, yes. and it will be looked at at a further date. It goes to the responsible officer out the back, and he has a look at it and comes back to us with a report. Thanks, Peter. No worries, thank you. That's about it for that. Look, uh, on behalf of everybody uh, from FabFM and also from the Shire, uh, very sorry for your loss with your dad. Can you just tell us a little bit about your dad? 
You know, he was an amazing man. He came out here when he was about uh, 10 or 11 years old from the UK, originally born in Kent um, in England in a in an old Air, or Air Force hangar, actually, because the bombs were dropping. So he was actually born inside a hangar. Um, brothers, sisters, I think there's five of them all together. They all moved out here as 10-pound poms and settled in Cessnock originally before moving to Melbourne, where he, of course, met my mum in Sunshine at one of the balls, one of the dances they, they went to back then. And yeah, within a week he asked her to marry him and because she said, don't be stupid, you know, <laughs> as they do back then. And um, he slowly but surely won her over. And, of course, we've got the, my brother and sister, the three kids. And, yeah, we moved them up here about three years ago so they could spend some time up here where it was a bit warmer away from Melbourne. And, you know, he's absolutely enjoyed his time up here. He loved it. But his health was deteriorating, over, especially over the last 12 months. And he ended up back in hospital again uh, about two weeks, two or three weeks ago, where he spent some time in there and uh, unfortunately passed away last week. Um, and uh, I have to commend the staff at the Mossman Hospital. You know, I've had small dealings with them before, but going through something like this, they are the most wonderful human beings I have ever come across in my life. You know, Mossman staff, the nurses at Mossman Hospital are amazing. I, I just I cannot speak high enough about them. They took us all in. We're a part of the family. Um, you know, they looked after Mum whenever she was in there, and you know, they're, they're just wonderful people. So, yeah, we're very grateful for what they did for Dad, and he's in a better place now. And and we've got his service this afternoon and you know we're looking forward with all the family being there to get together and discuss all the great times we had with him because he was a musician as well so played the keyboard you know the united settlers clubs had his own bands and yeah we used to play some people may remember the palais ballroom down in melbourne um it's now the palace nightclub i think it went to at one stage but um yeah so very talented man as far as his music was concerned and you know we've also got that musical from him my sister of course is a singer and I'm with the theatre and yeah he'll certainly not be forgotten how's your mum handling it she's doing really well you know she's the matriarch of the family and she always holds it tough and you know she's always concerned about what other people are doing rather than herself so but she's holding it well together and we're just all surrounding her and supporting her and you know making sure that she's doing doing all right at the moment we're thinking of you at this time and uh you know i hope everything goes well with the um, commemoration of his life this afternoon just one final question i've had a lot of people asking me how is the ferry contract going what's happening there can you just bring us up to date absolutely yeah and i understand people are concerned about this but it's certainly something we've got to get right and we've got to get it right for everyone and the council staff are absolutely still discussing with Siron you know we are getting very very close and we'll certainly have some answers very soon but there is no fear at this point that we will not be without a ferry um, we're just making sure the negotiations are completed appropriately Michael Kerr thank you thank you